And now it's time to welcome our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Thank you, Chris. On behalf of Live From Here, I continue my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. This week, I grabbed my sunglasses and headed out to Sonoma County, California. I landed at the Oakland Airport, and on a gorgeous sunny day, discovered that on a Friday afternoon, Sonoma was only a short five-hour drive away. I told myself that a trip to Sonoma doesn't have to be about drinking. There has to be more to this beautiful valley than just food and wine. But as soon as I checked into my hotel, they handed me a big glass of red wine. They gave me more when I got to the elevator. They had two bottles waiting for me in my room, and the artwork on the walls was all grapes and corks. If there is more to Sonoma, apparently they didn't want me to know about it. I had been here for only two hours, and while I wanted to retrace Jack London's steps and find the cottage of the writer of White Fang, I instead found myself drinking at a rooftop bar listening to Ariana Grande. <laughs> the waitress was a student named Allison with elephant tattoos up and down her arms. She had traveled to Thailand and fell in love with them. While there are no elephants in Sonoma, she said she has dated a couple of guys from here who were close in size. <laughs> she brought me a big glass of unfashionable Merlot and a giant charcuterie that I swear was served on a large wooden snow shovel. <laughs> there were homemade potato chips, truffle popcorn, dried salami, and a stick of salty meat that can best be described as a diabetes log. The problem with salty meats is that they make you very thirsty. And while in most restaurants around the country they ask if you want sparkling or flat, here they ask if you want red or white. <laughs> Have you ever started drinking in the afternoon and ordered so much food for yourself that you had to lie to the waitress and ask her to keep a lookout for your missing friends? <laughs> I have. I met Millie and John, a couple from Atlanta, who were in for a wedding. She was drinking a big glass of Cabernet, and he had two beers lined up in front of him. Despite the setting, they looked tired and cranky. I asked if everything was okay, and they said that actually, after 25 years of marriage, they've never been happier. John said, we've discovered the secret. Was it therapy? Was it counseling? Hell no, Millie said. We sleep in separate beds. They gave each other a high five. It's heaven, John said. One night I fell asleep in the guest room by mistake, and we slept like babies. At first we felt a little guilty, but when we realized how happy we were, there was no going back. We call it a sleep divorce. They high-fived again. This sounded brilliant. Why do couples have to sleep together anyway? The chances of one person having a good night's sleep is nearly impossible. The idea that both of you will is as rare as both of you wanting to make love on the same night. <laughs> Everything keeps me awake nowadays. Coffee, garlic, cheese, looking at my phone too late, watching the news too long, my wife snoring, my own snoring, the dog snoring. <laughs> but if Millie and John were so revolutionary and so progressive in the marital sense, why were they sitting here with such angry looks on their faces? 
Millie said, because when we travel, we're stuck sleeping in the same room again. In the same damn bed. I forgot how awful he snores, she said. I almost killed him last night. She really did, John said. I woke up with two corks stuck in each nostril. She laughed and said, I forgot I put them in there. If I had remembered, I never would have put that sock in his mouth. Have you ever pretended to listen to a couple from Atlanta while secretly putting two corks in your pocket for your trip home? I have. I said goodbye, grabbed a quick shower, and went looking for dinner. There's a lot of pressure choosing the right spot in a place like this. Which one is the most Michelin stars? Where do the famous people eat? Where are all the celebrity chefs? But when I walked out of the hotel with a nice bottle of red in my hand and was hit with what smelled like tacos from heaven, all I was asking is, where is that food truck? That's where I met Carlos. He was slinging tacos from his truck to loud mariachi music. He claimed to be a descendant of Daniel Boone and quit his job on a pot farm when he realized he had an amazing ability to make tacos. <laughs> I had two carnitas tacos before I even knew what happened. I knew I wouldn't be going any further. I held up my bottle of wine, Carlos held up a corkscrew, and we became fast friends. Carlos invited me into the truck. I poured the wine, and he continued making the best tacos I ever had. There would be no spa for me, no fancy restaurant with a crisp white tablecloth, just a new friend, all the tacos I could eat, and some great wine. This was the Sonoma I was looking for. Have you ever passed out in a taco truck going 100 miles an hour? And when you came to, realize you actually never left the parking lot? I have. Thank you, Sonoma. And until next time, this has been Tom Papa out in America.